Do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter, but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Happy Friday. It's what we call Football Friday here on your favorite daytime sports talk show. Coming your way lovingly on the Game Plus television network, WQE Radio and Streaming. We've got a lot of people jumping into the pool right off the start. And I'll try. I'm not going to get to your comments here in this segment that we call the warm up, where we get to the quick six show topics and talk about the. Uh, Night's events in sports and what's coming up. I will tell you that my favorite Saskatchewan Rough Rider of all time, Jeff Fairholm, is going to be with us live here at Ace Casino Airport coming up later on in Hour 1 and through into Hour 2. Jeff Fairholm, one great cups with Saskatchewan and the Toronto Argonauts going to be here. Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, is going to be with us later on. And also Bakari Grant, great cup champion for the Calgary Stampeders, played for many teams across the CFL. BG is going to join us. From the Bay Area, and uh, let's welcome in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose Dupont. And as a matter of fact, I did, there are, I love the audience, but I can't. I can't. This is your and my time, and I feel like the teacher at the front of the room. I've only said it uh, 988 times. Do I have the right uh, show number? Anyways, Moose, a great night of sports, and you're wearing your U of R uh, Rams jacket. How was that evening last night? You emceed uh, their annual fundraising dinner. It was great. It was a really great evening. We had a full house in town and, and honored to be asked to, uh, to host their annual fundraising dinner and uh, got to spend some time with all the great folks and uh, some Q&A up on the stage with uh, Riders quarterback Trevor Harris. And then they called it the Rams and the Pros. So it was uh, Mitch Picton and Jorgen Hughes from the Riders. It was Theron Churchill from the Toronto Argonauts. And... Um, it was Tavon Campbell from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it was awesome to connect with everybody and had a great time last night. All right, good to see that you survived. We look very Christmassy today. You're in green, I'm in red. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I went out for supper last night with some friends who gave me this Flames gear, like a whole wardrobe of Flames gear. And they said, you haven't been wearing it on the show. We gave it for you to wear on the show. I'm not going to name who it was, but here you go. They're like, we didn't give it to you to leave in the drawer. So, yeah, for all the people that don't like the Calgary Flames, uh, <clears throat> sucks to be you. Uh, for the Flames fans, you're welcome. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and we will get to it. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. When in Rome, right? That's, I th I, you, you want a color that pops. And the red certainly does that. But we're going to talk about the Winnipeg Jets. They have fallen out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Chandler Stevenson, close personal friend of mine, scored twice in leading the Vegas Golden Knights to a 4-1 Game 5 win over the Jets at the Fortress to move on to Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're the first team to move on, right? Mark Stone and Wee Willie Carlson scored the others for Vegas while Kyle Connor scored for Winnipeg. They jumped on him early, Moose. You didn't see it because you were emceeing the banquet, so I'll take it from here. The Jets were never really in the game. They were sleepwalking through it. And if you don't uh, want to take my word for it, how about their coach, Rick Bonus, which we're going to get to for our poll question today in a moment. But Rick Bonus, the head coach of the Jets, whom, let's be honest, 
everybody in Manitoba and a lot of people outside Manitoba thought should be just a shoe in for Coach of the Year, the Jack Adams Award winner, just roasted his team for the lack of pushback in Game 5. And the reporters said, Does that, was that just a tonight thing? And he goes, no, it goes back to January. We were challenging for first place in the West. We didn't push back then. We didn't push back tonight. Their players were way better than their best players were way better than our best players. It wasn't even close. He rose to them. And then he got up and walked away. Well, I'm sitting there going, yeah, because I like the truth. The truth isn't supposed to have to answer questions. I think we could all see this. So finally, for the last couple of years. So Rick Bonus comes out and I'll be honest, he pointed the finger at the players because at the end of the day, it's the players that are going to decide whether you win or lose. I don't have any issue with what Rick Bonus said after the game last night, but do you? No, at, at first glance, I don't. I mean, he came out there, and his first thing he said was, this going to be short tonight. Who's got any questions? And you knew right away he was, he was hot, and he had something to get off his chest. And this isn't a guy... <laughs> who just came up with this on the spot. This had been eating away at him, as he said, since January, February, when they were in first place, and then teams started pushing them because they were on top of the mountain, and they had no pushback. And tonight, Vegas pushed them, and they had no pushback. And that's what he was upset with. He put it right on the players. Now, do I think it should have would have been better served behind closed doors? Probably. Do I think you know you should air your dirty laundry in public? No. But that also tells me just how upset he is and how bad it's gotten that he blew his stack in the media because I'm sure his first choice would have been to do it privately, but it was just too much. And so I admire the uh, authenticity. Maybe he's been doing it privately for the last four months and the message wasn't setting in. And now it's too late because the season's over. But anyways, our poll question today for Key Auto Group Key Auto Group has the largest selection of quality new and pre-owned vehicles in the Parkland area. Cars, trucks, SUVs, your journey begins at keyautogroup.ca. Should Rick Bonus be in trouble with Winnipeg Jets' ownership over his comments from last night? And by the way, last I looked on Twitter, about nine, over 90% of respondents say no, he won't be in trouble with the owners of the Jets. And I know at least one of them, Mark Chipman. I've spent time with Mark, a very classy, reasonable man. But here's the coach pointing the finger at the players, which you don't like to point fingers. You don't advocate for finger pointing. That's not good. But everybody loves Rick Bonus. He was getting something off of his chest. Now, your suggestion was that the poll question should be, who survives in Winnipeg? Similar to a question we had here in Calgary. The head coach, the general manager, both or neither. And back then, the general manager here got fired, Brad Tree Living. What's going to happen in Winnipeg? And to be honest, if I may, nobody should be let go in Winnipeg other than some players. I mean, these NHL people that I talked to uh, over the last several months here in Calgary, not Flames people, but NHL people that live here at Flames Games, said that Chevy tried to trade the Blake Wheelers and the Mark Shifleys in the offseason, nobody wanted them because the word's out on them. I'm not going to say any more than that, but he tried. So I'm, if I'm the Jets owners, number one, I'm not mad at Rick Bonus for what he said, and number two, I'm bringing those guys both back, but maybe not all the players. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I don't have any problems with the Jets running it back this year with, the, with mostly the same group you know, giving it another shot. And to be honest, we saw why they did that. 
the team with a new coach and a, and a bit of a fresh message was a first place team early in 2023, the first place team in the West. So clearly there is something there that was worth, worth giving them another shot. Uh, as we go through the rest of the year in the fall and the drop off and then the fight for the playoffs and then this first round exit, um, after going up a game to then, you know, drop four in a row. Now I think you said, okay, we, we took it, we ran it back with this group. It's not the right group. We got to blow it up. So now it, the bullseye is on Chevy to change this roster going into next year. And if the Jets aren't improved next season, then I'd be looking at maybe finding, you know, he'd be more under the microscope. But I'm with you. Not yet. Uh, listen, I these comments that are coming in from the audience are too good. For whatever reason, the text line isn't working for me. So, Moose, when I see you this weekend, I'm going to have to get you to maybe fix it for me. 902-518-3033. But if there's a really good comment that's come in on that because our producers get it and you do too, fire it up on the screen and let me know. couple things. The, the, the comments are too good. Yeah, we're coming to you on Game Plus Television. We're also on WQEE Radio. We are Atlanta's NHL show and also on streaming. So from the streaming audience, John in Edmonton, who's uh, he's kind of like we have a love-hate relationship, John and I from Edmonton. Number one, he says the NFL draft round one was a big snooze fest. And then he goes on to say, Rod, wrong shirt, bro. You're in Alberta. And what NHL team from Alberta is in the playoffs? Not Calgary. Get an Oilers pullover shirt. Well, when the Oilers give me one, I'll wear it. But this was a gift. And as they told me from the people that gave it to me, we gave it to you to wear on the show. So wear it on the show. Okay. And I'll get back to the rest of you later. The, we haven't even got to the Leafs yet. The Toronto Maple Leafs had a shot at advancing to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time since 04, but up 3-1 in their first round series entering game five. They fell 4-2 to the Tampa Bay Lightning on home ice. Toronto will get another crack at advancing on Saturday with a game six in Tampa. I feel like they're going to blow it. How do you feel? Spicy! Well, I... I, I kind of mentioned yesterday, and it was the same with the Jets. You lose one at home, if the, if the Golden Knights would have lost at home, but the Leafs lose one at home. Now you've got to go on the road into a tough Amelie Arena, and that's not going to be easy. So not out of this world to think Tampa will win that game. And then you've got Game 7, and what happens to the Leafs in Game 7? Your knees will be knocking like crazy, right? <laughs> you might lose it. But you know what? This is a little different. You know just because they blew the game, I don't think that's the old Leafs resurfacing because, you know, Tampa's a really good hockey team. And just think this series would be over in five was a little foolish. Um, they both teams played pretty well. The Leafs had a ton of chances. They pushed back late, got it to within a goal with the net empty. And it was an empty net goal that made it 4-2. So, you know, Marner had a little breakaway there, a chance to get on the board. That would have tied it. There was all kinds of chances and pushback that old Leafs teams I don't think would have done. So I'm not as concerned, but who knows? Saturday night, the nerves will be at an all-time high, I'm sure. Uh, well, I did have the Leafs in seven going in. So maybe they won't blow it, but I think it is going to go to at least seven. Uh, by the way, there was news today coming out of the CFL. Just news today, four teams were over the salary cap, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. Later on, 
We've got Jeff Fairholm coming by and Jim Lang and Bakari Grant. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We got breaking news now. RP Show listeners get 15% off Hotel Clique standard rates with the promo code RP Show. How about Book that? before May 6th. Yeah, buddy. And travel before December 21st. Not be combined with other offers or negotiated rates. Some restrictions apply. Call Hotel Clique, Calgary Airport for details. You're coming to the foothills. Stay here. You can come watch the show, too, as a lot of people do on a daily basis. So a lot of people have been talking about the uh, NFL draft round one. Finding a franchise quarterback is the quickest path to, to success in the NFL, so it's no surprise teams made them a priority in round one Thursday night. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson were among the top four picks Thursday night. The surprise in the first round was that Will Levis didn't hear his name called at all. Uh, Bryce Young, of course, the slender and dynamic quarterback from my Alabama Crimson Tide, went number one to the Carolina Panthers. No surprise there. C.J. Stroud didn't wait long. Despite speculation, he may drop out of the top ten. He went number two to Houston. And then the Texans made a blockbuster deal with Arizona to acquire the number three pick and selected Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. And Florida Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson, whom I know you're high on, Moose, was selected number four by the Indy Colts who will begin a sixth straight season with a different starting quarterback. So that's the highlights of the uh, front end, the top four. I saw my Dallas Cowboys took a defensive tackle. Uh, were you, how much were you following round one of the NFL draft last night? To be honest, the National Hockey League was on the back burner, saved all of that to watch when I got home, and everybody was following the NFL draft last night at the banquet. So, yeah, absolutely, we were following it at the table all the Rams coaches and, and the celebrities in, in the building. And, oh, my God, C.J. Stroud went number two. I think that was a big shock to Houston that all this pre-draft hype, uh, you know, and he still went number two. And I think Houston was the biggest player because they went right up to number three, got Will Anderson, who everybody was pretty high on. And so all of a sudden, that's pretty scary. And if you're, you know, in that AFC South, all of a sudden the quarterbacks in AFC South look pretty good. You know, you got... Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence now. And all of a sudden, the Titans might be number, you know, four on that depth chart with Ryan Tannehill. So um, interesting day in, in round one. Will Levis still to go tonight, potentially in round two. Um, so we'll see who decides to trade up and maybe, maybe take him. I was flipping back and forth. I came back, watched the end of the Leafs-Lightning game, and then a lot of the Jets-Golden Knights game. I was flipping back and forth, but I'll say this about the NFL and their network ESPN, their favorite network ESPN. It sucks you in. It sucks you in. Just the production of it all. Where were they? In a theater? I'm not really sure, but they had all the top guns there, all the top, all the brightest stars talking about the NFL draft. It just, the, the, the show, you know, that part was, so for anybody to say it was a bore, it wasn't a bore. You just weren't prepared for what was going to come down going in. And, for years, this would be the time of year where I would say the CFL needs to do this. The C I'm over it. We're going to talk about the TV deal with CBS Sports Network later on with Jeff Fairholm. But um, you, know, you got to start somewhere. The CFL doesn't want to start with glitzing up the draft. So I'm just not, I'm just not talking about it anymore. The Toronto Blue Jays, point three, are back in action tonight playing host to the Seattle Mariners. Jays have won four in a row. Entering the three-game series, including a sweep of the Chicago White Sox this week. Alec Manoa will be on the mound for Toronto, while Luis Castillo gets to start for Seattle. That's a rematch of, I believe, game one of their playoff series last year. 
When we come back, we'll talk more about these CFL items, the teams that are over the salary cap. I do want your take on that. The Dub Conference Finals open tonight. NBA playoffs continue tonight. And we will talk about tonight's Stanley Cup playoff games. People really need to stop complaining about something, and I'll tell you why. When we return, we're live from Ace Casino Airport at Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, and streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games. And the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus. Use your game sense. We do it every week. It is Bad Beats presented by our exclusive betting partner and sports book, Bet Regal. And let's bring the moose in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And what, what it is, is Bad Beats. What's beat your bracket? What's busted your ticket? And for all of those, maybe those that entered the NFL Canada Draft Challenge, if you could name the first 15 picks consecutively in round one of the NFL Draft, there's no way you were doing it. But there was some significant Bad Beats on night one in round one, Moose. Yeah, there was. Uh, and the first was C.J. Stroud. You know, all year it was Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Who's going to go number one? And then it shifted to Bryce Young one and C.J. Stroud two, and that was pretty locked in. But over the last four weeks, we saw a lot of talk about Bryce or about C.J. Stroud's test scores, right, and these new tests, and he's not going to be capable as a starter. So we started hearing Anthony Richardson and Will Levis as potential top three draft picks, and we were hearing C.J. Stroud might fall down outside the top ten. Some people even set out of the first round, although that's a little bit crazy. So the sports books, they put the bets together. And the number of bets that came in that said C.J. Stroud outside the top three or being the third quarterback or worst picked were through the roof. What did Houston do? Didn't listen to anything. Did exactly what they were going to do all along. Picked C.J. Stroud number two and busted everybody's tickets that had C.J. Stroud as the third quarterback picked in, this, in the NFL draft. Right. And there was we talked about the drama going in. Jalen Carter of the Georgia Bulldogs went ninth to Seattle and <laughs> they were already apologizing afterwards for taking him because of his history and his track record, I guess. Uh, so nine to Seattle and he's going with a babysitter, which just yesterday, John Bender said, sat in this chair and said, they're going to need somebody to take care of him. And they said, they're going to do just that. 
John Schmeiser is watching in Kansas City right now, and he says the, ca- the Cowboy fans around me were not happy with their pick. Neither were the Lions fans. Interesting. Well, in Dallas, where football's king, I'd like to think they know football and watch college football and would know the defensive tackle that they selected. But it reminds me of when the NHL draft was in Vancouver and Blackhawks fans booed Kirby Doc going number three overall. You guys don't know who Kirby Doc is. You never watched him play one, one game. He's a guy that you yeah. build a franchise around. Why Chicago dealt him to Montreal, I don't know. But fans are going to be fans, and let's please just stop complaining. One more from John Schmeiser in Kansas City. He says the CFL could do an event to celebrate the draft. Having it on the same scale as the NFL is unrealistic. Could they revisit that CFL week that they had a few years ago and link it to that event? I don't know. I think that'll come back. But I'm not too sure. And before I go any further, just with regards to can we stop complaining, I'm so over it. The other night at the Wranglers game here, an NHL scout that I was chatting with, been friends with him for a very long time. He was complaining that the Orders and the Kings have to wait until Saturday to play game six. Oh, they got damn Clippers in there. Or the Lakers or whatever, because Lakers are home tonight. He goes, busiest, busiest arena in North America. Now they got to wait. And I'm like, so what, dude? You got these junior teams got to wait a couple weeks before the Centennial Cup. You've got the Wranglers themselves had to wait. I think it was 11 days between games, the end of the regular season in the playoffs. Can we stop, please, complaining? Everybody's complaining. It's in vogue to complain. Let's complain about who our team took in round one. Let's complain that our team has to wait an extra day to play a playoff game. It's, like a, it's become like a one-upper. I can bitch more than you. I know. I'm more upset than you. I've got more of a reason to be upset than you. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, trying to diminish everybody else's problems. And say, well, you don't got problems. <laughs> I got problems. Wait till you hear about that. You know, and to be honest, this is a completely different conversation, but everybody wants to compare the situation against the worst possible outcome, right? You know, well, did you die? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just like, no, but I can validate my own stress. No matter how minuscule you think it is, it still matters. But um, just be happy. Just be happy. And I think when the NFL, like my Titans yeah. took an offensive lineman who's probably going to play guard because they think his arms are too short to play tackle, right? And the thing is, you want a quarterback. You want a receiver. You want a star, right? But you need offensive and defensive linemen. So for Tennessee, taking an offensive lineman, out of Northwestern for the Dallas Cowboys to take a defensive lineman. That's the trenches. That's really how you win football games, and they're not sexy picks. You're not going to buy their jerseys, but they're going to win you football games. So really important stuff. Uh, Man, I can't wait to have this conversation with Jeff Fairholm because these scouts and the management, it's, it's too much. His arms are too short to play tackle. I'll tell you what. Can he get between the guy in the other colored jersey and the quarterback? Can he, do, can he stay in between the two? That's all we really need to worry about. And it's funny, by the way, how, are you following Taylor Lewin? How much are you following Taylor? He's not with Tennessee anymore, is he? Speaking of offensive no, linemen that people actually do care He's about. not. I don't think he's officially retired. He may still come back. We don't really know. But Taylor Lewin's one of my, he's one of my favorites. I follow him quite closely. But did you see his tweet last week that said Kelowna is better than Calgary? How about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. He that, was up that in Canada. That started a war. He was up in Canada. Spending some yeah. time in Kelowna. But the problem is, well, I guess he would, if he would have driven to Kelowna from Calgary, then, uh, then maybe he would have driven through the mountains. But if he only flew, 
he wouldn't have uh, seen the west side of Calgary, right, where all the mountains and the beautiful side going into Banff is. So uh, that was kind of fun watching him uh, tour through Canada a little bit. Uh, breaking news again, RP show listeners get 15% off hotel clique standard rates with the promo code RP show book before May 6th travel before December 21st cannot be combined with other offers or negotiated rates. Some restrictions apply Call hotel clique for details. I have it on good authority. Taylor Lewin did exactly that. The former Tennessee Titans offensive lineman used the promo code RP show and got 15% off his rates here at hotel clique. How about that? Clark. <laughs> Um, game one, WHL conference finals tonight. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because Darren and I are both big fans. A lot of our viewers are big fans of the league. It's down to the final four in the Western Hockey League. Game one tonight in Winnipeg, Saskatoon at the ice. I'm going to take the ice in six. And then in the West, game one, Kamloops Blazers at Seattle, actually in Kent, Washington. I'll take the T-Birds in six. But as was pointed out in my commentary today, you can read it at rodpeterson.com. If the Blazers win this series, whoever wins between Saskatoon and Winnipeg gets to go to the Mimmer because the Blazers are hosting. So that's exciting. Any predictions from you, Moose? Very, very exciting. You know what? I'll take the Blades in seven just simply because they've gone seven both rounds and been able to win. So why not keep the train going? And just to, be for, just to have fun, I'll take Kamloops. Uh, in six games uh, against Seattle. Ooh. But Winnipeg is such a good team. I mean, you got your, your, your boy Benson, right, who's going to go in the draft. Um, Carson Lambos, Connor McLennan, Matthew Savoy. They're really good, but the Blades are good too. It's going to be fun. I'll be watching. Get out there and get your tickets, Winnipeg and Saskatoon. For those series, Kamloops, Seattle, and the other, our guy Brian Munns uh, sending the game notes. I read the game notes this morning. My guy, Zach Benson's on a six-game point streak going in. I'm sure they don't need a push to tell people to buy tickets at the Wayne Fleming Arena in Winnipeg, the ice cave, but here's me saying to do it. And by the way, before I move on, you did talk to the general manager of the Blades, and he liked to shove it where it doesn't shine on me is the sense that I'm getting. Would you please relate that story to our audience? Yeah, it's funny. I, I saw I saw uh, Hilty Steve uh, Hildebrand um, of the Saskatoon Blades after the game congratulated them on Game Seven and gave him a little tap on the chest, you know. And he says, uh, "You tell that Peterson to shove it," you know, taking the pats in that series. He's like, uh, "So it was kind of fun." They're all watching. They're all having. Yeah. So uh, he knew you were taking the pats, and I was taking the blades, and uh, we had some fun with it. He's surprised I'd take the Regina Pats to win in any series. So, way to go, Hilty. Go ice. Point five, the NBA playoffs continue tonight with two pivotal first-round games. The Golden State Warriors look to close their series with a four-straight win at home against the Sacramento Kings. Meanwhile, the L.A. Lakers aim to finish off the Memphis Grizzlies in game six on their home court. And our sixth point and last one. There are four games on the schedule tonight in NHL play. The Boston Bruins aim to close out their first-round series against the Florida Panthers in Game 6. The arena is already ready to go at FLA Live Arena. i got people sending me photos today. It's, they're doing their own whiteout down there because, trust me, in Sunrise, Florida, they have no idea about the Winnipeg whiteout. They don't even know. They don't care. They think this is their thing. So uh, I don't know if I want to make a prediction or not, but I know I'll be watching. And I'll, I will take the Panthers to win tonight and force a game seven. Elsewhere, Carolina visits the Islanders. The Canes lead that series 3-2. 
Dallas is at Minnesota. The Stars lead 3-2. And then Colorado is at Seattle, the crack house. Game six tonight, Seattle can finish it off. We knew there would be a sw- uh, an upset in round one. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Is it Seattle tonight? Is it Florida extending it? Tampa would be an upset? What a first round it's been. Oh, unbelievable. You know, the Islanders might be it, actually. You know, the way they've played. They've got a taller hill to climb. They've got to come back from being down 3-2. But I'll be interested. That, that atmosphere, you know, a climate pledge in, in Seattle's been awesome. And they're at home to try and close it out tonight. I'll be intimately following that because it's usually a later game, which I like. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Carolina, I think, too, really wants to get this thing closed out really quickly because the Islanders... You know, with Barzell back, it's a sneaky, sneaky good. So uh, it's going to be fun. And, and for your Panthers, man, I mean, it's Bob's, it's Bob's net now, right? They've turned it over to Bobrovsky, the leader in goal. It's up to him. So can he uh, steal another one? They're at home. It'll be fun night in the NHL. Bob's your uncle. Moose, great work. Bob's your uncle. And uh, have, a great, have a great weekend. I'll see you this weekend. You bet. Great weekend. A sports update just before we roll. The winner-take-all battle for the eighth and final playoff spot. Headlines week uh, 22 matchups in the National Lacrosse League. Concludes the March to May this weekend. The regular season ends on Saturday with several seedings up for grabs. Tonight, Halifax visits the Georgia Swarm. That's my team down there in Duluth, Georgia at Gas South Arena. You can watch it on ESPN Plus or TSN Plus tonight. In that key contest, the winner earns the East number three or number four seed pending other results, and the loser will miss the playoffs. So it's like a playoff game tonight for the Georgia Swarm and Halifax tonight. And ESPNU, that game is a titanic battle between last year's champion Colorado Mammoth and the Western Conference regular season champion, the San Diego Seals tonight. Playoff seedings, matchups, and television coverage will be announced following Saturday's games in the NLL. It's the final regular season, so... Check out all the matchups and games at NLL.com. Sign up now for Landmark Extras and see what's playing at LandmarkCinemas.com. Like in theaters now, the Super Mario Brothers movie. While working underground to fix a water main, Brooklyn plumbers Mario and his brother Luigi are transported down a mysterious pipe and wander in a magical new world. Starring Charlie Day and Chris Pratt, the Super Brothers Mario movie is in Landmark Cinemas now. Great Cup champion with the Argos and Rough Riders, Jeff Fairholm joins us next live here at Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport on Game Plus, WQEE Radio and Streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. Ace Casino Airport is the place to be. Later on today, you might want to come down and watch the show. $7,000 in luxury diamonds going to be given away. 
later on today. The final 30 uh, finalists were determined already. I was talking to Brad, the man the marketing guy yesterday. They're giving away $7,000 in luxury diamonds here today at Ace Casino Airport. It is a football Friday. We're very excited to welcome Jeff Fairholm. Uh, he is my favorite rough rider, favorite Canadian rough rider ever. Got to clarify that. How are you doing, Fairway? I'm good, Rod. Who's your favorite American rapper? John Narcisse. Oh, Narco. Okay, Number good. 80. Yeah, he's a good one. Two good ones to have as your favorites, <laughs> he's right? He's a good friend of mine, too, yeah. Uh, Montreal guy, Jeff Fairholm, lives here in well, Cochrane now, right? Calgary area. Kind of. Right? Yeah, I'm in Calgary. Yeah, not far from Cochrane. Played with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 1988 to 1993, and then the Toronto Argonauts 1994 to 1996, where he won a Grey Cup at 96. Jackie Parker Trophy winner, Dr. B.D. Martin Trophy winner, into the Rough Riders Hall of Fame in 2005. It's a hell of a career, and all your fans, of which I'm one, I, here's, this annoys me. I've had so many people say, Jeff's your favorite rider. He's mine, too. <laughs> no, he's mine. <laughs> How's well, life? Nice How's, yeah, How's life? How's life? Fairway. Life's, life's awesome. Yeah, good to it's, see it's, you. It's good. Hey, the weather's warming up here in Calgary. My golf course is open. But but nothing can be better. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's warm. Moods are improving, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. uh, and listen. CFL training camps are opening up right away. We've got Fairway uh, into hour two to talk about all of these things, but I would be remiss. You did play with the Arizona Wildcats. How closely were you following the uh, NFL draft round one last night? I don't follow it, to be honest. I was watching hockey. Uh, I'm a Canadian at art, so I, you know, I have no idea. I follow the Wildcats down. I go down there and visit. In fact, I was there for two weeks in March and went to a couple spring practices, but uh, no, I didn't follow it. And you know, I'm a Wildcat fan at heart, and I'll always be a Wildcat, but you know, for, for the NFL draft and what's happening in college sports these days, I'm a little dry. A little on jaded? A little jaded? Yeah, I just don't like all that NIL and the transfer portal. It's just not, it's not amateur sports anymore to me. Another subject, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> well, my, you see where my mind's going here. Oh, yeah. Was it amateur when you were there? Oh, for the sure 80s? it was. Absolutely it was. I mean, you know, maybe one guy got a, a you know, free car or something like that. And, you know, me and me and a, a call, a, a teammate of mine, we got a, a thousand dollars to go sweep out somebody's garage, you know, but, you know, that's it one time, you know, and that's, that's not a big deal because we were, we were on scholarship and we got like $500 a month and we had to go and, you know, live on that. And, but now it's like these kids are getting millions of dollars and the transfer portal, it's like, where's the... Where's the uh, the school, you know, spirit and things like that? I couldn't even imagine leaving. And back when I played, if you wanted to go to another school, you had to sit out a year. So there was a deterrent. But now, my goodness, it's like free agency. I mean, look at the Arizona basketball program. It, you know, they have to, all five guys have left. It's just, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't get it. And I hope it changes. The man is not shy on opinions. <laughs> Never has been. You know, that gets me in trouble, right? And me too. That's why I think we get along. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, Jeff Fairholm looks jacked. Do you work out, Jeff? Every day, man. I just came from the gym, and yeah, I, I keep track of it, and I worked out, work out every day. Every day so far in April. Uh, Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says he must live in Bear's Paw. Is that where you're at? I'm close. I'm still in Calgary. I, I live sort of on the corner of 12 Mile Cooley and um, Crowchild. So I'm, I'm on the, yeah. Not quite. There you go. I will just say this, and then we'll leave the NIL thing alone. But I don't know what it was like when you were, I mean, you were in a Canadian high school, but I was telling you about my Florida stories last fall, being in the high school football locker rooms with Matt DeBuck. Were you a teammate with Matt's? No. You know who he was. Played with the Argos. Yeah. You know who he is. I do. 
So I was in his locker room, plantation school, and the kids were talking about what so-and-so was getting offered by so-and-so college. Into the six figures, millions of dollars. Yeah. High school, dude. Well, you know, I went to high school at a private boys' high school in Oakville, Ontario. I had 42 people in my graduating class, and they don't even have a football program anymore. So, no. I didn't get that. I was lucky enough to get a couple scholarship offers, and I chose to go. Can you imagine those kids? That's the discussion, though. So and so's getting offered millions to go here. It shouldn't I mean, be that way, is my point. And, and well, it's going to tilt. It's going to tilt the tables, right? I mean, those with the money are going to get the best athletes, and you know, maybe not the best character people, but the best athletes for sure. It's going to tilt everything over. I don't like it. Phil Kershaw watching. I think you and he have been in the same photograph at times, like on the steps of the legislature. Absolutely. He says, one of the great riders of all time. Jeff also has a lot to add on the rider nation on and off the field. He needs to be listened to. Great guest. That's why he's here. <laughs> but somebody said this to me, and I listen, sorry for the hyper-focused Saskatchewan thing here. But somebody said, Phil Kershaw, the guy that wore a blue sweater in the team photo? Do you remember that? I from don't. I don't. How do you wear a blue sweater, Phil? But you, but you know, and a Phil, rider photo. Did you know Phil was Phil was the president of the Rough Riders, but he was in a volunteer position. Yeah. And one of the best ever, I, I might add. And you know, volunteer position. And they won. You know, I love that grassroots. It's great. They won with him as did. president, right? We did. So to just to sort of swing this around to the CFL, here's a segue. Chris Jones said recently, and I don't know where you stand on Chris Jones. I have a sense you're going to tell us. But he says it's hard to recruit American players now that have been, because of money. They're going to be used to making more money in college than they will in the CFL. Can you see that being a problem? I do see that being a problem. They're, you, know, they're, you, know, you look at a kid who's maybe making a couple hundred thousand dollars in, in, in college, and now he's going to have to take a significant pay cut to come to the CFL. I can see that as a problem. I don't see it as a widespread problem, maybe one or two or three players. But, yeah, no, I, I see it as a problem for sure. And that's why I don't like, you know, I'm kind of jaded on college football a bit right now. Fair. But do you see it going back? They fought for years to get the kids money, Jeff. I learned a long time ago that things don't go back. You know? Right? <laughs> when did you happen. realize that? Oh, boy. You know, a long time ago. I'm not yeah. going to work thing, but yeah, right. it just doesn't happen. So. But is there something to be said for players that want to play for the love of the game? I mean, come on. Well, that's, why, that's why I don't want to see the Canadian ratio rule go away. You know, because the Canadian ratio, the Canadian kids want to play Canadian football. Sure, they might try their, try their luck in the NFL because that's where the money is, but, you know, kids in Canada want to play in the CFL and that's real most most of the time it's their only way to play professional football and you know when I played it was for the love of the game it certainly wasn't for the money did it I know I asked you this before but I'll ask you again did it bother you to be referred to as the Canadian receiver I don't think it did but you were faster or faster than all the Americans like I'm offended by that passport thing but you never were I wasn't really offended by it because I allowed my stats to, to speak for themselves. Uh, I felt that, you know, every year I felt, I don't know if it's true, but I felt that every year they were bringing people in to replace me with an American, with a Canadian, and it didn't matter. And I just did whatever I could to hold on to my job. And, you know, I always just, I never felt like a, Can a Canadian receiver, even though I was born and raised and very proud to be Canadian. I was just a player and doing the best I can, and I'll allow my stats to speak for themselves. And they do. Thank you. Yeah. Well, what a special time. And 
just to quote Jones again, because we do talk a lot, he says the days of people staying in one place for years are over. And that's he'd what, know. Yeah, he'd know. <laughs> he started it. Players, coaches, whatever. I don't like it. But it's a very special era. What I say, 88 to 94 for you. And that was short compared to the other guys like Jurison and Narcisse and uh, uh, the Lyman, Poli, Elgard, and all of that. And it's funny because John Bender sat in that chair yesterday. You must know John, former Stamps lineman. He said... Ray Elgard got him into financial planning because of a meeting down there in Nevada. That's kind of a special thing with the CFL, that you do need to be thinking about life after football. You absolutely do. And that's another thing that I like about, about the Canadian game. I worked another job the entire time I played football. Now, we, we didn't start practice. We didn't actually have to be in the facility until around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So I was able to work a job. I was in at 7, sell office furniture and make another living and get ready for when my playing days were finished, because uh, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna get rich on the on the CFL and you're not gonna retire. So you better have something going. And I you know I think things have changed. I think they've changed when they go to practice and how long they're allowed to keep them. So they're probably not as many, if any, players um, earning a second living. But for me, it was fantastic, and I was one of very few. Jeff Fairholm with us. Uh, he'll be with us into hour two before he takes off for lunch. But we've got Jim Lang coming up in hour two and Bakari Grant. When we come back, we'll talk about the breaking news of the day in the Canadian Football League that four teams have been fined for being over the salary cap in 2022. They are. Stay tuned. We'll tell you after the break. We're live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport on Game Plus Television, WQEE, and streaming. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. We are live from that gorgeous spot, Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. By the way, check out their all-inclusive wedding packages. Fly and gather in one location. Enjoy your moment and cancel the stress with our convenient location. For family and friends, all-inclusive packages starting at just $79.95. Contact Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. For details, Jeff Fairholmes here, two-time Grey Cup champion, Hall of Fame receiver. What do you think of the new environs before we delve back into the football talk around here? You know, I'm not a casino guy, but it's nice. It's uh, new. It's clean. I don't smell a bunch of smoke like you normally do. Yeah, it smells. It smells nice. Very fresh. No, it's 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 very nice here. I've never been in here, but it's it's uh, yeah, very nice. Well, I appreciate you making the drive out here to do it. We are at the Calgary Airport, just getting the word out where we are. Calgary's newest casino is Ace Casino Airport. The breaking news on this Friday, four CFL teams over the salary cap in 2022. They'll be fined dollar for dollar the amount that they're over. The Winnipeg Blue Bomber, the Toronto Argonauts, the Ottawa Red Blacks, and the Montreal Alouettes. What do we think? 
First of all, I'm shocked Edmonton didn't go over. <laughs> That's my first thought. Um, well. I don't know how you stay within the salary cap and, and be competitive these days with all of the injuries that are happening. But, you know, I, did they say how much? It's the first I've heard. I of believe it, but... it was six under a hundred thousand. I'd yeah, have to go so back. And... I mean, in, in a you know a pro market, I'd say that's that's peanuts. And I you know I'd say I wouldn't even I wouldn't even make that known to be honest with you. But you know it's uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, if you get up to a you know half a million to a million dollars over, now we got something to talk about. But if it's a if it's a hundred grand or less, then. I'm not too concerned about it. David Naylor broke the story from TSN. Those are the teams. Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. All are under $100,000. I know he won't mind me saying, but Jim Hobson, when the Riders were over, when they won the Grey Cup in 2013, he sat back off the air. But I'll tell it now because he don't care. It's a speeding ticket. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like, right? <laughs> that's what he said. I wouldn't want to be, what do you call him, a capologist? Sounds like a very complicated job. Having said that, five other teams did comply. Yep. So it's not impossible. But isn't it interesting who's not? Calgary. They just do everything right, yep. don't they? They do. Actually, great, great yeah. well-run franchise. And I, lo I love what uh, Jay McNeil's doing as well. Uh, you know, it's just a great franchise. They just build from within. You were saying something in the break that I'll ask you to repeat here with regards to what some teams are doing that you're impressed by yeah i mean and i i, I read a lot of social media uh certainly all about sports and, and the cfl but I, I love what's happening with some of the new ownership and presidents that are out there uh what what's happening in bc as uh, for a new owner and what's mm. gonna happen i think in montreal with a new owner and certainly what's happening in edmonton and you know i'm not a fan of edmonton but you know with <laughs> what's happening with with victor sweet i think uh you know i think they're doing all the right things and from what i see on social media it, you know the cfl is in good shape i hope so well and what we will carry this over into hour two here on what we call a football friday they announced the television deal i know very little about it uh, in the states cbs sports network it's not cbs okay it's cbs sports network i believe i have it in my cable package because i pay for every sports network but i don't watch it i will now for the games but with my friends in the States, and you got a ton, you played with them, they watch CFL games, and they've been watching every game. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have a friend who lives in Tucson. We've been lifelong friends, and he used to watch me play on those big, huge satellite dishes. And, you know, he's still watching CFL. He, he loves the games. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fans, especially from the, uh, from the days of when there were, you know, we played against teams down there. There's still fans down there, and um, it's grown the game quite a bit. So I think they're going to have a good viewership. Well, you're a sales guy, not a business guy. There's a difference, but you understand dollars and cents. So this deal apparently has more money for the CFL than there's ever been. So how balance this? If not every game's available, is it a good deal or not? Well, I, I think it's still a good deal. I mean, they can pick and choose the, the better games, the ones that have, will have better viewership. I think it's better than, if, if they're saying it's better than the ESPN deal. Then financially. Financially, then if that's better, the CFL needs money. Teams need money. You know, the, I think I saw that each team's going to get 100 grand. That pays for the speeding ticket that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Time will tell. It's, 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 like, reading, it's like reading the Riders and their new offense. You know, time will tell. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm from Missouri. Show me. Yeah, uh, me too. And speaking of that, we will carry that over into Hour 2 as CFL training camps are about to start in uh, a couple weeks' time. And people are getting very excited about that. Jim Lang joining us in Hour 2, Canada's foremost 
NFL expert. Also, Bakari Grant, Grey Cup champion with the Stamps and also a former Ticats and Rough Riders receiver. And we'll talk about... You, you can talk Stanley Cup playoffs. You said you're sure. a hockey fan. Absolutely. So we'll be talking... Who's your Stanley Cup final prediction right now? Oh, my God. I haven't even thought about okay, it. Okay, then you got four minutes. <laughs> okay, he right. got four minutes. Jeff Fairholm with us, two-time Great Cup champion, Rough Riders Hall of Famer. We'll be back after this brief pause on Ace uh, on Game Plus Television, WQEE in the streams, live from Ace Airport Casino and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport, right here. Stick around. to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.